0: On this episode of the Trade Busters podcast, we're going to be talking about mental capital as applied to calculating pot odds. Before I go on, the usual disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor, so everything on this podcast is for informational purposes only and not to be construed as investment advice. Now, the reason I wanted to do this topic is because obviously uh, today is May 9th, 2022, and obviously the last couple months, and specifically the last couple weeks, has been particularly tough, you know, not just on Theta Engine, but um, obviously any long option strategy, any long strategy or any short premium strategy, I mean, volatility has been sky high, market's been grinding down, lots of ups and downs and volatility. And so I have people ask about different adjustments to the strategy. And some of these are even things I've come up with in the past. You know, if you look in um, the previous history for the Theta Engine Matrix, where I tested a bunch of you know, different parameters and filters for the Theta Engine, for example, such as you know, cutting off the trade and stopping it when the market is below 200 SMA or 100 SMA or whatever, right? Or and I haven't done all the research yet, but just ideas such as you know, let's say we get a book wipe, you know, everything gets stopped out. Should we continue to enter one position a day, or should we just reset everything and you know reestablish the entire book, right and therefore try to catch a bounce and uh, if the market recovers, then you're gonna recover that much faster, right? And so um, and not to say that any one adjustment or there's any perfect answer, but just the idea of tweaking a strategy, right? You have a set a set of mechanics and you want to tweak it, and you know, even if you've tested it and it might show that, hey, um, this tweak gives you better profits over the long term, or this tweak gives you, you know, lower drawdowns, right? For example, but if you haven't yet, I want you to go back and listen to episode, uh, let me see here, episode 55, which is about optimizing for return versus optimizing for conviction, right? So the idea is that you might have something you want to do, and there may be a, a known benefit, but the idea is. You know, if you have a strategy and you can't stick with it, then it doesn't really matter, right? Because you're not gonna execute. And in order to stick with the strategy, you have to have conviction. And for conviction, um, if you've been doing this long enough, you know that conviction is very hard to build, it's very easy to lose. And this is the idea of mental capital, right? Because trading is not just a financial endeavor, it's definitely a psychological endeavor as well. And that's something that um, for new traders, is completely lost on them because they may just not realize that that is such a big aspect, right? And for experienced traders, they know about that, but it's still very hard because, you know, emotions often can get the better of you when things are not going your way. And so this idea about mental capital is you need to, you know, you've all heard the saying, um, you know, the market can be, Irrational longer than you can stay solvent, right? This is referring to if you're doing something too big or moves against you. Even if you're right in the long term, if you go bankrupt, it doesn't matter, right? And so I have another saying, which is the, um, the market can stay irrational longer than you can stay confident. And this is the idea of the mental capital. So even if you might be right in the long term, or if you know you're doing something that should work, if you don't have the conviction to stick with it, then it doesn't really matter because you might just quit at the, the worst moment, and let's say you you hit a bottom, your drawdown is too big, you quit, and then the market bounces. Well, it doesn't matter because you stop trading, right? So you can have a huge opportunity cost by simply not being able to stick with your strategy. And so how mental capital can apply to pot odds. And so pot odds is, of course, just looking at risk reward, right? Risk to reward. Whenever you're evaluating a strategy, an adjustment, a trade, Right, is you look at the upside to the downside, right? And so obviously with something like the Theta Engine, the entire idea is to try to keep your risk reward you know, no more than like three to one, right? And three to one is because you know, for Theta Engine, if we take a 60% profit target and 200% stop loss, your losses to your wins are about a little bit over 3x. right? And with options, especially selling premium, it's inherently a negatively skewed strategy. So which is why we need the higher win rates. But the, the more negatively skewed, right, the more you're letting the losers go out of control. You know, if you start getting to 4X, 5X, 6X, it gets a lot harder to break even. And it's a lot harder to generate that positive expectancy, you know, and or you just need a really high win rate, which is why it's so important to evaluate pot odds when you're making decision. Now, where mental capital comes in, though, is that Again, trading is not just a financial endeavor, right? It's a psychological one. So if you're just evaluating the pot odds of an adjustment, you know, for example, let's say I had a book wipe or, and I'm deciding whether or not to load up again or to follow the mechanics. The pot product suggests, you know, number one, probability is saying that, okay, maybe two book wipes in a row is statistically unlikely, right? Based on the back test or based on volatility, right? When volatility is high, you think that the pod odds are good, right? Pot odds are, you know, volatility is gonna contract, so you should have a higher win rate, right? And those all may be true. And so you're evaluating, okay, if I load up right now, the pod odds suggest I have good probabilities. And you may not be wrong, right? And obviously if you win <laughs> and it works for you, you feel great. Um, the issue is what happens if you're wrong, right? And so the thing is, when you make decisions and you know, whatever the outcome is, usually the good outcomes don't really make an impression, right? You forget the winners, but the losers stick with you, right? Those are decisions that haunt you. And so for me, you know, something like Theta Engine, with all the different tweaks I've back tested it and you know, I've thrown a bunch of ideas. For now, I'm still sticking with the simplistic one, right? Just daily entry, one a day, put on the bracket or whatever. And simplifying mechanics for me is not just about making it easier to press the button or execute or place a trade, right? It it makes it easier for me to stick with it because I'm trying to completely unload myself of any mental baggage, right? If I make no decisions, I don't have to have any regrets, right? I mean, there's regrets if you lose money, obviously, no matter what, but I don't have to second guess myself and be like, oh, I did this discretionary adjustment or I made this change or I made this tweak and because of that, it went wrong. Because if I just follow mechanical strategy, when things go wrong or when the trades lose, that's just part of the strategy. It's just to be expected. Now, obviously, if you're gonna make an adjustment, and you're consistent about it. You know, there's something we said I, that that's another mechanic. It's also mechanical. But as as soon as you get a feeling like you owned up to a decision, or you injected some discretion, or you had a hand in doing something, the moment those kind of decisions go wrong, it's gonna hit you that much harder psychologically, right? Because again, if it works, you feel great momentarily. But when it doesn't work, you get like a extra you get extra sad, you know, whatever it is. It's like, it just feels worse. And, you know, we talked about trading options being negatively, negatively skewed, right, financially. But what I found is psychologically, it's even more negatively skewed, right? You often feel much worse about, you know, something you did going wrong than you feel good about something you did going right, right? So the negative emotion is, usually trumping the positive emotions. And the amount of that negative skew is hard to know, right? A lot of times you don't even know how bad you're gonna feel until it happens. So it's, in, in, and it's unbounded, it's unknowable. I mean, you can kind of control it after a while once you're more experienced. But the idea is that mental pot odds are generally negatively skewed, right? negative emotions from a bad outcome are going to outweigh the positive emotion from a good outcome. And so when you combine this with financial pot odds, when evaluating whether or not to do a trade, to do an adjustment or whatever, most people, if you don't take into account mental pot odds, a trade might look fine. And again, you may not be wrong, it's all probabilities, right? But if you were to account for the mental pot odds, and to kind of add that to the net outcome, obviously this is all kind of a figure of speech, like what is the cost of a negative emotion, right? Like what is that financial, you know, you know how much you're losing or winning or whatever. But this is just an idea, right? So if a trade from a p and standpoint looks like good pot odds, right? It's not super negatively skewed, right? Two to one, risk two to make one, whatever. But because of that decision, the bad outcome is gonna have a huge negative impact on your, you know, psychology, then in fact, the aggregate pot odds, right? The combination of the financial and the mental pot odds may in fact be more negatively skewed than you think. And that's important because again, people talk about to succeed long-term, you got to just survive, right? And and that's not just financially. It's not just about not going broke. (laughs) It's about being able to keep up, you know, the grind, you know, because trading is a grind. And if you can't, You know, deal with the emotions, um, that's just as bad, right? Because if you can't keep going on, then you're not going to be able to make money, even if you are trading something that is supposedly positive expectancy. So, the idea here is you, and this is hard because obviously, if you're a new trader or again, even an intermediate trader, if you haven't experienced enough loss or if you haven't experienced enough stress, you know, to your net lick, it's really hard to figure out how you're going to react emotionally, right? So that's why it's so important, first of all, to just trade small in the beginning, um, because then you really feel out yourself, right? It's like a journey of self-discovery, of figuring out what is your risk tolerance, not just to loss, right, but to the frequency of loss, right? Not just to the magnitude, but the frequency, right? Because, you know, even now for me, every single loss, no matter how small or big, just feels as annoying as as the other loss. And so you're really trying to figure out for yourself how you deal with losses. Sometimes that will have a hand in shaping what kind of strategies you pursue. Um, Because certain strategies are what we call low hit rate, right, they're they're high win, small losses, but very low win rate. And then there is the high win rate, but larger losses, right? And that's kind of, everything's on a spectrum there. And so again, the the takeaway here is just to, when you're making a decision, you have to realize that, um, basically, the more mechanical you get, the more distance you can, you know, place yourself from, sort of the psychological impact, or I guess the the responsibility, if you will, of of having made that decision. And that's how I choose to shape, and. You know, follow up on most of my strategies because I want to have that that mental distance, and so I'm trying to take the mental pot odds aspect out of the equation as much as possible. Not saying that's necessarily the best approach. Uh, That's just my preference, and the point is just to keep that in mind, right? That is something you have to be aware of because if you make that small decision, like okay, this is an opportunity, you know, I had a loss or whatever, and high volatility, I'm going to go all in or double up or average down. You may not be wrong in the decision per se, but when things go wrong, you're going to have a lot more to deal with than just the PL loss, all right? And so accounting for mental pot odds may shift the equation for you in determining whether or not a trade or adjustment is the right thing to do. Okay. So hope that helped. Well, let's leave it there for today. As always, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow my um, visit my trading page at www.thetradebusters.com where you'll find all of the strategy mechanics, all my trade logs, as well as various essays I have written and other podcasts I recommend. Finally, you can follow me on Twitter at The Trade Buster. That's it for today. Thank you all for listening and I'll see you guys next time.